Thank you for joining us for another episode of Project Geekology. I am one of your hosts, Anthony, and I'm actually by myself today. Dakota is on the bout. He is traveling and I'm going to be providing y'all with a mini episode on the 2023 Florida Supercon. Now, for those of you that attended Florida Supercon, y'all know how much of a great time it was. I hope y'all had a great time. I hope that none of you had a terrible time while you're there. Whether you've been going to conventions for 20 to 50 years, or if this was your first convention, I hope you all had a fantastic time. I know that I had a great time. I've been going to Florida Supercon for a handful of years now. Last year, I had some gripes. I felt like the quality of the show wasn't where I thought it should be, especially now that Florida Supercon is owned by ReadPop and ReadPop owns a few conventions, one that a lot of you all may know, which is New York Comic-Con, which I have been to that and that show is very high quality. So I believe that Florida Supercon could be brought up to that level, but I see that it's a little bit of a slowly but surely they're working on it i mean it's miami i don't know why the con wouldn't be over the top and crazy i mean miami beach it's you know that's that that party area you would think that that would be like a crazy over the top con but honestly to tell you the truth the biggest con that i've been to at least florida wise is in megacon so i'm definitely hoping that the quality of florida supercon gets better and better i think mostly the experience of going to florida supercon what sucks about it the most is that since it is in miami beach driving in miami beach sucks and finding parking can be a pain sometimes and they were doing construction in the intersection right in front of one of the parking garages and the road that the convention was on so it caused a lot of backup and it was a bit annoying but that's outside of reed pops control and you know the convention center but other than that actually getting inside they had this whole doordash booth going on they've got some sponsors going on i see that they're trying to improve i really loved the location of artist alley the artist alley was right next to where all the voice talent was and all the the actors and celebrities i thought that that proximity was really good especially say you're out in the artist alley you find a print of one of the characters that are there you can go get that print signed so it's not like you find that print then you have to walk all the way across the convention center and those of you that have been to a convention know that especially on saturdays walking across that convention floor can be a a lot of bumping and trying to bob and weave through just tons of people and this was no different there was a lot of people on saturday i know that that's the most popular day a lot of people will only get saturday so i understand why it gets so busy but other than that i saw a lot of really cool panels it was really cool something that i really liked was that sure they had some professional panels where the voice talent and actors went out and they spoke and there were q a's but there was also a lot of smaller panels that were put together by no celebrities but like by locals i have a friend her sister had a whole sailor moon panel with some friends and i thought that was really cool 
it kind of put the thought in my mind that maybe Dakota and I should put a panel together for one of these conventions. Him and I can maybe try to get together, agree on a convention and put on a panel together. And hopefully those of you all that are around that convention will come out and check us out. But I digress. So they had this really massive room where it was just all about gaming from tabletop to N64. And I know that there's a lot of conventions that will have a room like that where it's a gaming room, but this room was massive. It was like a main hall and they had PCs and N64 all the way up to PS5s and Xbox Series X. So I thought that was really cool. They had tons and tons of board games, just so many board games that a couple of my friends that I met up there, they they went in there, they were playing some board games. I was playing some video games and we would go out to panels together. They had karaoke, they had escape rooms. I thought that was really cool. I've never been to a convention and I'm pretty sure that they have them. I just personally haven't been to it. They had escape rooms there. Now it might not be as professional as like an actual escape room that's established, but I thought that that option was cool. And it had several times throughout the day that you could go to it. Now a cost, which I get it. The escape room was probably a smaller established escape room affiliate to a bigger escape room, but I thought it was cool. There was just something for everyone there. You wanted to go watch some anime? They had some rooms where they were watching anime. You wanna watch some cartoons? They had rooms where they were watching cartoons. You want to go dance to K-pop? They had rooms where people were dancing to K-pop. They had an exhibition floor. People were playing K-pop. They had K-pop dance off and stuff. There's just so much that I know that a lot of other conventions have, but I've been going to Florida Supercon for years and the improvements are very apparent because I had friends. Like I reconnected with a friend that I hadn't seen in years that this was their first time out to Florida Supercon and they had a blast. I had heard nothing but criticisms about Florida Supercon for the longest time, especially up until it was sold to Reed Pop. But it was just a great experience. The variety of shops that were there. A lot of y'all was selling dice. Okay, look, I play D&D. And now that I'm into D&D, I like to look at all the pretty dice. And y'all are trying to sell me this crazy especially some of the that dice is super expensive i'm like okay i need to like walk away from y'all but just the amount of just options that were there was it, it was just awesome the 501st shout out to the 501st i always love the 501st setups i i applaud them for the things that they do that they're so big into charity they had a setup that i had not seen before they had this whole setup that it represented Endor. It had like this backdrop of a forest and these like trees and these trees that had the little huts that they would live in inside the trees and the, the bridges that would go across them. I just thought it was a great time. So this year I didn't cosplay and I paid for it because I, after seeing everybody cosplay, it made me want to cosplay. But up until that moment, I was feeling lazy. I was just like, oh, I just kind of want to go around and just you know shop and peruse and check out panels and 
Yeah, I, I really didn't want to get stopped to take pictures too much, but I always have a great time when I cosplay. But overall, I would say I give this year of Florida Supercon a double thumbs up. It was a blast. It was fun. I, I applaud you all for improvement. Last year, after I left last year, I thought that Reed Pop was trying to like just crash and burn this convention. It, sure, it was, you know, better than maybe the humble beginnings, but it wasn't as good as it was this year. And it really drew out a lot of people I hadn't seen for a while. And you know me, if there's something that I really don't like, I will 100% let you all know that I did not like it. So if you happen to be in the Miami Beach area in July of next year and you want to check it out, go check it out. I think that it was worth it. I'm hoping that next year there's definitely a lot more improvements, but I will 100% be there next year. I will say that the ticket prices have gone up. I see that next year's tickets have gone up a bit more. Now, while I understand that it's in Miami Beach and it's a convention center and there's cost to cover, if you're going to start charging more, we need to see more. We need to see that that money is being put to improving the convention. The tickets are getting very, very close to Megacon prices. And Megacon offers a lot. So if you want to get close to Megacon prices, you need to start offering a lot. And that might not even just be in the convention center. Rent out the Jackie Gleason Center or areas around it. I've been to NYCC. NYCC incorporates so much around it. Come on, Repop. NYCC isn't just the Javits Center. They have spaces around it. They had panels in Madison Square Garden and this theater down the street. So incorporate areas around Miami Beach. Add more. If you want to start charging more, add more. We want that premium. We want to know that this convention is being cared about and that it is being improved. So now with that rant out of the way, I wasn't talking down to it. I definitely had a great time. I definitely noticed some improvements, but I definitely want some more improvements if you want to charge more. So, boop. All right, so this is future Anthony. I'm adding a little section to this current podcast. So I edited and I posted this podcast and I completely forgot to talk about my experience with meeting the voice talent. So I didn't meet everyone that was there, but I met Ashley Eckstein or Eckstein, Miley Flanagan. I'm pretty sure that that's how you pronounce her name and Eric Vale. So for those of you who don't know who Ashley Eckstein is, she is most known for being the voice behind Ahsoka Tano in the Clone Wars. So she's the one that brought Ahsoka to life and she was an absolute delight to meet. Miley Flanagan, really, really cool. So for those of you who don't know who Miley Flanagan is, she's done a few, she's been in a few things. She's been in some Disney shows, but she is really well known for doing the English dub of Naruto. And it blew my mind because her normal talking voice sounded exactly like Naruto's voice. So just hearing her talk, I'm like, okay, I'm hearing Naruto. 
and Eric Vale. So Eric Vale has been in a few things. Currently, he's doing the English dub of Shigaraki in My Hero Academia. But for those of you who have grown up in the DBZ world, he does the voice of Trunks, among other things. They, they all do various voices, but I am letting you know who they're most popular for. It was great meeting them all, but I will say that meeting Ashley really had me just fanning out. I was visibly you know, kind of blushing. My friend pointed it out and Ashley really does put her heart and soul into this character. And you can tell it's visible even before you meet her. It was so cool. She had these hair extensions that she had one of her friends stylize them to look like Ahsoka's head tails. And it was just such a delight meeting her. And she gave me a little voice line in Ahsoka's voice. And it just, it really, brighten my day it was the cherry on top of my whole experience at florida supercon so yeah i just wanted to add this little bit to the end of the episode thank you for listening to this mini episode of project geekology and hopefully we can get you out a full episode soon like I said, Dakota is out and about. He's traveling. I know that he's coming down to Florida, so I'm going to meet up with him. Maybe, just maybe, Dakota and I can actually have our first ever episode recorded in the same room. And so if y'all enjoy the show, whatever platform you are using to listen to our podcast, if it allows for ratings, please give us that nice, juicy five-star rating and... We will read it on the podcast. We love hearing what y'all think about the show. Follow us on our socials. We have them in the show notes. But on Twitter, it's at PGeekology. And on Instagram, it's Project Geekology, all lowercase. Doesn't matter. It's not case sensitive. And join the conversation there. And I hope y'all have a great week. Bye.